I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And we're back with the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. I know it's been a while. It's been almost, I guess, about four months now. Four months? Yeah. It's been a little ridiculous, and that's 100% my fault. Sorry about that, Buck. I know you've had a lot of stuff you wanted to say, and I've been All kinds. You, been preventing you from venting it out. <laughs> you've had a lot of craziness going on, a lot of uh, neat things, but craziness. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely been a wild ride, a very, a very happy time, even though I haven't been able to concentrate on the podcast. Uh, me and my wife have been going through the process of adopting a son over the course of the last year, and shortly after our last episode, uh, we got a we got a phone call and we had about six hours of heads up, and we got to go uh, meet our new child at the hospital. And well, he will be uh, four months old probably by the time this podcast comes out. And, yeah, I mean, uh, congratulations, man! That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and everything will be finalized, and uh, we're we're pretty stoked. He's a pretty cool little kid, and fatherhood has been pretty good to me. Uh, <laughs> I have I have no complaints, but I also like don't have any reference points. So <laughs> there's that. I just know that time to do stuff is very limited, and it comes in short stints. So sitting down to do a podcast, uh, gonna try and definitely do it more frequently now. Uh, now that I've got a uh, more of a schedule, more of a rhyme and reason to everything happening, but uh, I definitely uh, want to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, congratulations. That's super exciting. And yeah, I remember we had an episode for uh, for Pokemon Let's Go set up, and it got put on hold for a little bit. <laughs> that, that's true, and I still haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm How, still waiting to evolve my Gengar or my Haunter. Uh, my, I, mean, have, my, I haven't my, been able to trade him to you yet. Dude, my graveler's still sitting on the bench waiting. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. We, we will get around to that for sure. Uh, that has been one game that I've been wanting to get back to. And like, even even Smash, I haven't gone back to it since about two or three weeks after it came out. So I'm going to be talking about Smash some today. It's so good. I guess I probably should be too. Because today we're going to do another one of our episodes where we talk about what we've been playing. And it's been four months, so we've been playing quite a bit. Although yeah. Buck's probably been playing a lot more than me. I've been kind of keeping it to playing a lot of a few different things. So not a complete ton of games, actually. But quite a bit of a few things. So Oh, that's all right. So, sometimes doing a deep dive, uh, really getting into a couple games is, is the way to go. Uh, a lot of the games on my list are normally, I feel like there are a lot of comfort games that I go back to over and over again. This time around, not so much. I've been a lot more picky with what I've been playing in my uh, <laughs> precious downtime. So I've got a I've got a few unique things I've been playing, but definitely uh, most of them are on the shorter side and not so much, you know, 100 hours of Path of Exile's new uh, new season. Nothing like that. Yeah, I could see that'd be a little bit time consuming. I've been playing a lot of 14, so that's been a lot of time consuming Oh, some side quests and that I'll get to later. Ridiculous, but I was got a lot of my time. Yeah, I was going to say I I, I redownloaded it, started up my subscription again, and I was like, OK, I'm going to catch up on the story missions. I think I literally probably played it for two hours. Like I, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it because Shadowbringers looks awesome. But it does. I just had a big event last night, too. You want to just talk about that first kind of just uh, we might as well. We might as well, unless it was your big finisher. And it's so no. <laughs> now 14 like you said Shadowbringers they got announced since uh, we've done this last and it does look really cool and they have a new 
a new tank and a new um, a DPS class that I guess it's kind of uh, controversial. Everyone wanted a new healer, which, I mean, I kind of did too. Did they announce the DPS class? Yeah, it's a dancer that totally should have been a healer, but mm, it's yeah. DPS. Right? Uh, yeah, I I mean, I assume they're going kind of like the archetype, like the bard, because that's what a dancer normally is in most of the games. Yeah, it's a, it's a ranged DPS, so... It's a ranged DPS. Yeah, apparently it's throwing like microphones at people or something. I don't oh, know. so this is like Ten Two inspired dancer. No, it looked like it had like um, two. I don't know, like disc or claw CD? type things. It was like you CDs. Yes, Fat Joe and Nappy Roots. It chucks nice. them at people all the time. Nice. That's a one percenter. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds interesting because. I know that a lot of people wanted that class, and I know that a lot of people wanted the Gunbreaker. Which you know, I think looks awesome. He does look awesome. I I actually don't mind that he's a tank, even though, in my eyes, Gunblade user, user should probably be a DPS, but they do need more tanks, so think, I'm not that think, mad yeah, about I agree, it. But I think they uh, kind of, although a dancer being a tank would make no sense, unless you've got like some sweet seductive moves and they go toward you. I don't know what else you could do. Yeah... Though they could be like an evasion tank or something like that. Because I remember back in Final Fantasy XI, ninjas used to be a tank, but it was all based ninjas on evasion. Were a tank? Yeah, they could tank due to evasion. They'd use like different ninjutsus, and it would buff their evasion to such a degree that they could just like face tank bosses without really taking much damage. That's freaking sweet. So were they actually supposed to be a tank, or people made them a tank? Um. In that game, I don't know, there was a lot of variety in the classes. They were more of a DPS slash support, but they the way that you could gear them out and uh, get other buffs from uh, other classes, they, they could definitely tank uh, at, the, at the top of the game. Sometimes even uh, different pieces of content, they were the uh, number one choice. Because so. that game, actually, they did it really cool, and I kind of wish 14 did it like that, because in 11, I know you could, like, it was like Final Fantasy V, kind of, where you could combine skills of other classes with like your main job yeah you would you would level up your main job and obviously you could level up all the jobs just like 14 but you would have your subclass that would be at half of the level of your main class and you would get the abilities that that class would learn up to up to that level so if you got to like i don't know i don't know what the max level is at this point but let's say you got to level 100 yeah you could get 100 warrior or whatever you could have like 50 level black. 50 ranger black mage whatever you would have those abilities and yeah no that was cool you get like half their stats as well yeah see i wish i kind of wish 14 would do that I imagine it would it could like you said it could kind of break the game which is probably a big reason why they don't want to do that i would guess i have no idea yeah that i mean that's got to be it as far as i'm concerned the game is very very balanced and i i think they want to keep it that way um they like how well-tuned everything is. Well, yeah, I love that everything is viable, even like in in-game content. I know kind of like in WoW, people will um, kind of shame you if you play certain classes and you can't really get, they don't really want you in in-game content if you're like a shadow priest or just something. I'm not sure if that's true or not. That's an example. That's pretty and, good DPS right now, but I'm, you know, okay. whatever. <laughs> But yeah, just you could be, you know, whatever, like a monk's not good right now or something like worth 14. Everything is pretty viable no matter what content you're doing, which is really cool. Yeah, I agree. And I think that probably comes down to uh, the way that the game is ultimately designed. And, and that being like 
World of Warcraft, some less so nowadays. That game is in a shitstorm right now with everything that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but Final Fantasy XIV, all the gear is a stat stick, 100%. Mm-hmm. You don't get special abilities or anything from the gear. And I mean, that's a that's kind of disappointing to a little extent because it makes it kind of unexciting to get gear. As far as I'm concerned, I like a little kind of variety in there. Uh, you get like special procs or different things uh, from new pieces of equipment. The big well, yeah, reason why makes... I think it's harder for WoW to do it, outside of the fact that it, I mean it's just been around so much longer and there's just so much more content, they have like what three, three times as variations. many classes. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's gonna be harder for them to do that. Even though, and I mean at this point, I think did the numbers officially come out yet that Final Fantasy XIV has more subscribers than? Wow, that that's the rumor going around, but I don't think um, Blizzard slash Activision whatever's actually ever released the numbers here in the past few years. So since the numbers haven't officially come out, I don't think that there is official word of that. That's the rumor going around that it's surpassed it. And I'm guessing 14 after Shadowbringers probably gonna actually release how many people are you know playing at that time, and I'm sure it probably will be more. But but how long think... is that gonna last necessarily? Like I mean, yeah. yeah. It, I'd say for that first like three months after releases, I think that's probably a given. I don't think WoW's been surpassed. Period, though. No, not yet. But I mean, every every uh, MMO once an expansion comes out, they get just get a, a big huge bump, surge yeah, for sure. sure. I mean, that was the same with BFA when it came out, and now oh, everybody's yeah. like BFA is the worst expansion. <laughs> I mean, Warlords of Drainer was pretty friggin' terrible in my opinion. I haven't been on BFA. I know there's a lot of a lot of hate right now, but I don't, is it actually worse than Warlords? Because that well, was well, th- I think they're worse for different reasons. Like Warlords was bad because there was just like no content, and Garrison suck. BFA sucks. It's not the fact that there's not enough content. It's just the gear grind and the way that they did those extra abilities. I think they're called uh, Azerite powers that yeah. are on different pieces of gear. They are so uninteresting and they have such uh, a lack of importance. I, I feel, I don't know, like after I hit max level with a couple of characters, I kind of fell off the game. Well, plus, I bit. know, I didn't mean, I haven't, I haven't played, so I don't have a lot of, you know, knowledge on it. From what I've heard, though, I mean, I played Legion. Legion was really good, and Legion, you got a lot of new abilities, and it was linked uh, to your, to your weapon. Like, I think it was like, mine was like the Ashbringer or something, I want to say, for like Paladin. But mm-hmm. that was really cool, and I heard they basically took abilities away in BFA that you got from Legion, too. Oh, they took away pretty much all of them, and... Just like a handful of them, sometimes for the classes, they'd put them in the talents. Yeah, see, that seems just retarded. It's like, like, okay, we have all this stuff that people like. Let's take that away for the next expansion. Yeah, no, it definitely, definitely depowered your character in a weird way. It did not in a satisfying way, like a a Super Metroid where they do that. It was, was, (laughs) yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Because even though they give you the option to have some of those abilities... You have to lose some of those other abilities that you had previously. You have to choose between them. And yeah, that is very frustrating. But I do think they're going back on that to a certain extent. They have There has been rumors of the development team working on things very much like those legendary weapons. Uh, if, I don't remember what actually what they were called. Artifacts? I yeah, what they were the called. artifact weapons. Um, that they are going back and going to try and do something like that uh, during BFA for each one of the classes. So I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but yeah, just just the grind has just been ridiculous. I think people are 
just bored of doing world quests every day, just trying to get those couple of, you know, eye levels from their gear so they can get into the new raids and stuff. I just think people are kind of just feel the game's a little uninspired at the moment. And there's other options out there. And Final Fantasy 14 is a good one. And at least I will say, too, in 14, like, for each expansion, at least you only gain abilities. You never lose anything, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, so far. I mean, they've only had yeah. what, two expansions two at expansions. this point. And, but, and I hope that continues. But, you know, there is a, it is getting to the point where some of those rotations and the bloat of skills, while they're, so far they've all been pretty useful, well, some of those rotations are a good two minutes long. Yeah, but the other thing I'll say to that, though, is, like, it took a long time for that game to get fun, too, because I had a hard time even getting to level 50. Like, oh. it was it was a slow freaking grind being a tank or being a paladin trying to get to 50. Pretty freaking boring. Yeah, I think that's true of almost every class, to be honest. I mean, I had that issue uh, with my summoner, and it was just, it was a total drag. And that is not good game design, at least... World of Warcraft is actually fun up until then. I actually think the game is most fun while you're leveling, even though one of the problems with WoW now is that you go up to level 120, you're not learning any new skills. Yeah, that's a problem, too. <laughs> yeah. You've gotten so high that what else are you going to do? Now they're just taking stuff away. <laughs> well, there's like 40 levels where you don't get any spells or anything. Like, you don't get any new tools. That's That's mm, a problem. That's rough. But yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen, looking good. Uh, yeah. Does that when does that come out? Is that in July or something? I think yeah, June or July. It's one of the two. It's sometime this summer. Yeah, because I just just um last week I finally got done uh, with the uh, Zodiac Relic Weapon Quest that I think took me right around a hundred hours to do the freaking side quest. That's not required. I hope. No, that's not required at all. I was freaking. At this point, it's for an old weapon that's basically for glamour at this point. I just thought it looked really cool. And holy crap, it like almost burnt me out on the game. <laughs> it's been. Believe that. Yeah, it's been uh, kind of crazy. But finally got that done last week, which is awesome. Got the sweet weapon I wanted. Looks cool. And then it's like, man, what do I do now? But I think there's a. I haven't done a couple of like the newest raids and stuff. Like I don't do anything on, on Savage or Extreme or whatever it's called because I'm not grinding that hard. That gets to the point where I'm not that hardcore, I guess. Well, but, compared to the other expansions, like, are you done with all of the story? Yeah, I'm caught up going? with uh, caught up with story and everything. As far as that goes, I'm current. As far as like patch four point whatever. <laughs> Whatever we're on, I'm caught up to the most recent Stormblood expansion, story-wise. So I'm basically, at this point, waiting for uh, Shadowbringers to drop. Yeah, is it is it like the other expansions, where it's like 100 quests deep before you can... I think it's like 60 or something, 50 or 60. Because they had, like, it's always, like, just for example, like 4.1, 2, 3, and 4, and they all had, like, 10 to 15 quests. So I think it's more like from Heaven's Word to Stormblood, where it's like 50 or 60 quests. I bet they'll add some more before between now and then. They'll probably add, there might be one, I can't see it being more than one more patch, though. But they might. I mean, that's just the, that's kind of the boring downtime, though, because I'm not a big fan of those. And you just like, kind of like filler in anime. Not a whole lot happens, typically. Right, yeah, actually, like that main storyline for Stormblood was pretty good, but everything after it 
I was just kind of, I could do without this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, especially from uh, A Realm Reborn to Heavensward, and they did like the 100 quest that was just ridiculous. Yeah, well, I definitely threw the $25 at that one, so I wouldn't have okay. to do it. Um, I probably I, threw more than that just in subscription fees, but I didn't. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> so, would have been smarter. That's, pro- yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, that's very impressive, though. You're one of those elite that saw it through. Yeah, it's, uh, and I will know after I got the relic weapon from the Heavensward quest thing that took almost 100 hours. Yeah, I'm not doing the one for, I did the one for A Realm Reborn, not doing Heavensward or the Stormblood ones. It's not going to happen. That are you uns- way too much work. Are you going to unsubscribe and uh, until the expansion comes out? that way? Um, I haven't decided yet. I've got it through the end of the month for sure. I mean, I might, but I might just also just do kind of, I need to do more raids and stuff. Just to get kind of everything up to date. Because I haven't tried. I think there's one like with Kefka right now. That I'll probably try out. Here sometime in the next few weeks. Man, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I think I might wait a month or two before I try again to get through the story. Because I definitely don't want that to drop. And I'll be like, oh, I got 40 quests I got to do first. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Oh, my. But uh, we'll have to see if I if I have that kind of willpower because I do have a a lot of games right now that I'd much rather play than that. So uh, what's kind of the the next one that you've been playing? Well, okay, so I got a couple of of comfort games I'll get out of the way. I know we talk about Path of Exile a lot on here, and I just want everybody to know that it's been two seasons since I talked about it. Uh, they recent about three months ago they had the Betrayal League, and uh, just a couple of maybe three, four weeks ago, the Synthesis League dropped. Uh, both of those were, were kind of cool, but I didn't really spend any time with them. Uh, the Betrayal League was... I didn't actually really find it that interesting. I don't what even... Was, re- what was it, basically? I mean, uh, basically, like you, you just turn on your buddy or something. Uh, sort of. So, like, you have, like, this this band of characters in the game, and uh, I guess they're, in some way you have to, like... You, like, fight them in different areas of the the game and you have to like interrogate certain ones or basically you like throw them in jail for a while and you try to figure out like who is betraying who and based upon how you do this you fight through these like these fortifications for each one of them you do that and then you figure out like who's set up like uh like hidden outposts and you go and like plunder them for a bunch of gear Actually, I feel like that makes it sound cooler than what it actually was. I yeah, actually you made it sound like, like an advanced game of Clue or something, and I was on board. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's just like these mini encounters. Afterwards, you figure out what you want to do with that person who was like defending that fort. And what happens is, you know, like in those detective movies where they'll have like all these different pictures uh, of people and they'll have like strings between them. Mm-hmm. Be like this, this guy is related to this guy, and he's the one who killed him. It's kind of like that, and if when you interrogate them, you kind of figure out the mystery a little bit more. But I did, you, but you just like keep doing it over and over again, and I didn't really feel like that there was much point to it in a loot game. So, it gave you extra opportunities to get more loot, but it wasn't kind of a system that I really cared much to interact with. And uh, before anybody jumps on me about that, I was kind of burnt out after the Delve League. I'd put a lot of time into it. It's the most time I'd spent with the game. So I really, I only played like a character up to level 40. 
So if it got deeper and more interesting at Endgame, so be it. You can call me a fraud. That's fine. <laughs> the uh, new Synthesis League seems kind of cool. I know there's been some complaints about it recently, but it's, it has this new mapping component to it, which I don't think you've played enough to know what mapping is. In no, TV, but it's basically like the end yeah. game where you do like procedurally gen- generated uh, like mini maps and you add different uh, uh, different modifiers to them and they make things harder. You get more gear, whatever. And this is a this is kind of like another iteration on this. But you're there's the, there's a character in the game and these uh, synthesis maps are based on his memories and they kind of just like, I don't know knit them all together and it's just a different version of doing extra levels for more loot and there's a new crafting system uh, also included uh, which I haven't haven't really interacted with uh, I may have played synthesis less than I played betrayal um, I probably only played a character up to level 20 and I was just like I'm I got other stuff I want to play right now but they all seem cool. They seem like uh, reasonable additions to the game. Um, I think That's good. Synthesis is way better than Betrayal in my mind. Like I said, I didn't spend that much time playing it, but it, it was something that ate up a little bit of my time uh, over the last few months. Another one that I played that we have talked about, I went back to Dungeon Fighter Online recently a couple oh, nice. weeks ago. Just a couple weeks ago, I started playing it again. They recently had, I guess it's like the Harlem expansion come out. I don't really know because I've never played DFO like, from an in-game standpoint, I'm such an ultaholic in DFO. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like my highest level character is like 56. So uh, I started a, a summoner class and a uh, blade master. I got my summoner to level 40, my blade master to level 25. That's not a lot of time investment there. People are going to be like, well, that only sounds like 10 to 15 hours maybe that you played. Yeah, and you'd be right. you get a lot of level ups there quick. Yeah, you do. And yeah. then at like, like 40 and 50, it falls off hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It falls off hard, but the game's super fun. Like I said, it is it is amazing how like old this game is now. It feels like it's like over ten years old now, and they're and still it, releasing stuff for it. Well, I just watched a video on YouTube that someone put out of the the ten most profitable games in the world, and that one was number one on PC, more profitable than anything else. Period on PC was Dungeon Fighter Online. I'm guessing South Korea is is supporting hard, but I thought that was pretty cool. And ridiculous. I did not realize it was that popular. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I Definitely not over here. Because nobody well, was, ever talked about This was about worldwide, it. yeah, because no one talked yeah. about it over here. Yeah, that's true. WoW was like number nine or something. Like, it was more than Fortnite, more than FIFA. That's incredible. Well, you know, I think it deserves it. It's a freaking awesome game. The one thing they need to freaking add is just for you to be able to customize your character. Appearance. That's all I want. I want to be able to change just a tad what my dude looks like. Well, that's where the that's where the paid, that's where the free to play gets you. They got to get your money play. somehow. <laughs> I mean, I don't even mind them getting money like that because I mean it is it's essentially at least through in game. I mean, it is totally free to play, and like you said, there are power spikes with the cosmetic items. But when it's a game like that, I don't mind necessarily giving it a few bucks since it is free yeah. to play. Well, I think you can also uh like like any good free to play, you can earn that stuff through gameplay, but it is one of those that's a that's a long grind right there. Well, plus I know they have stuff too where like like all those games do of like this is only available for, you know, X days or X season and you're kind of like either you play a complete ton or you you pony up. Yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, they also have a lot of them have kind of like that monthly subscription situation where you'll get extra XP, double drops, whatever. You pay five, ten bucks, you get that advantage. Yeah, that stuff never really bothers me that much, but I never play any of those games at at the top level. So why would they bother me? I'm not shooting to be number one. I think it's just (laughs) a super fun, just like beat em up game. I'd argue that it has the the best beat em up gameplay of of any game that I can really think of. And I love beat em ups. Yeah, just because we grew up on those so much. Like anyone that's just like a generation behind probably won't have a lot of nostalgia for beat em ups, but we kind of hit it at the perfect time. And we played a crap ton of beat em ups growing up. I'd say we played all the beat em ups. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Not even joking. Go go check out our co-op episode. Probably number <laughs> one. What a dandy that was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like the, the combat's like super fast paced. You get a ton of abilities. I mean, it really makes games like Final Fight look completely archaic. Mm-hmm. Plus, it has that addictive RPG elements. You got equipment. You learn new powers. You have skill trees, things like that. And it's got like it's got like forty nine classes at this point. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's re- yeah. So I was gonna say it is ridiculous because every class splits up into like three different classes. I'm probably not saying that right, but oh, yeah, each each class has like three sub jobs or something like that. And even like the the male and female like classes will have different different sub jobs in some or they'll have the same sub jobs but they will have like different abilities they'll share some but they will have uh probably like five or six abilities that are pretty big distinctions between the two and once you get towards the end of the game each character can awaken twice which is pretty common in korean games where you get just like restarting basically no no it's actually not restarting but it's like you hit like a certain level like let's say because you remember like the level cap was at first was probably like 50 and now it's 90 i believe uh you'd hit like level 60 you'd have to go through some quests you'd awaken and then you could level up some more and you would get some new abilities and those would be like your end game abilities and these were like these have like three minute cooldowns but they like clear entire screens well they're up to the point where they have like two sets of awakenings for each one of the classes and that's where you get like the super uh, if you watch like videos of the of the game and you see to see these like over the top abilities that look ridiculous, you're just like I can't even tell what's going on, but everything died. That's what they probably are. It looks awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. And I mean, you just like typically use that against the bosses or whatever you need to do. But the game is just a ton of fun. It is a grind for sure. But if you if you love RPGs and you like beat 'em ups to almost any extent, I I highly suggest you play it. And plus, it's free to play. Like you cannot yeah. lose here. Like you said, it is a grind, but it's also a game that's super easy to pick up and play for a few minutes, too. Like, the dungeons are small. Yeah, they take, like, three to five minutes. Yeah. Like, at most. The I'd say one thing that may turn people off is the fact that there is a, like, a fatigue meter. You can only play so much a day with a character. Um, So you could probably do, like, I don't know, 20, 30 dungeons with a character a day, which probably take an hour, hour and a half, depending upon what you're running. This game does highly incentivize doing playing alternate characters. You do get like powered up, powered up over your account if you have certain like like a plethora of characters over a certain level. You know that that thing in Smash where you go to the spirits mode and you can like send your spirits off on missions for like six hours and they come back with stuff. Yeah, DFO has that too. So it does incentivize playing alts, and I because I like doing that anyway. I almost never. <laughs> like use up all my fatigue points throughout a day, but then again, I'm not a serious player. Uh, 
I highly suggest people play it for sure. Yeah, and I mean, like just at this time in general, we generally don't have that much time to sit down and use up a lot of the fatigue points at one time too. So it's not like an issue where it would have been like ten years ago. Yeah. And another thing that might turn people off is it's kind of a pain in the butt to get the game configured for a controller. Uh, but it does work really good with a keyboard, surprisingly. That's that, true. I actually get it configured with a controller, too. And, yeah, it, it takes some work because there's so many um, abilities. Yeah. But you can make it work. But, yeah, you can, also, I mean, you can also input uh, commands for it. You can also do, like, a Hadouken maneuver, and you'll have an ability set to that. They have Which different things awesome. like that, too. Yeah. Actually, you know it actually powers up the move and reduces the mana cost if you do it like that? No, I didn't know that. That's <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I learned that you a couple weeks that. ago. I was like, <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, those, those, those have been like my two games that I've been going back to over the last couple of months. So, kind of like your Final Fantasy fourteen addiction. What Pretty else much, you got? Yeah. What else have you been playing? Um, I picked, finally picked up uh, Destiny, uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken. It was like, 10 bucks on PS plus or something one month been playing a little bit of that. I can see, um, it's gotten, um, you have it, right? I do. Yes. I, I don't think I've actually played it. Oh, gotcha. I bought it, but I haven't it, played it. It's, it's gotten significantly better than obviously the vanilla game, but there's no excuse for a game to release like that and then have to get significantly better. Cause just go on a tangent of like games of a service in general. I'm starting just to hate. Because they all release, like, unfinished half games that we pay full price for. Wink, wink, Anthem, you dumpster fire of a game. <laughs> it looks, it plays so, like, it plays good, too, is the sucky part. Like, Anthem, I did the demo, and it it felt really cool. It played really well. It looked good. But I'm like, I'm not buying this. It's going to get old in, like, an hour. It sounds like the game's only, like, maybe five, ten hours long, and... Nothing that I'm hearing about the game has been positive since it released. I th- I do think I think you give that game a year, and I think it's going to be a really good game, which I'll probably end up getting it later. But no, I'm not going to support the the crappy unfinished state it got released. And I mean, Destiny Two was kind of the same way when it came out. There was like no content. Yeah, but I was mad addicted to it. Well, Destiny <laughs> One was actually good when it ended, though. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I was into it when it even when it first came out. But yeah, there was a lot of issues, and it definitely did get a lot better towards the end. And I enjoyed Destiny 2 when it dropped initially as well, but I was kind of over it, and it wasn't the game I was looking for at the time. Yeah, the, I mean, they added a lot of cool new abilities. They have a, like a new crossbow thing. It's pretty cool. You can get like a huge hammer. And I mean, the gambit mode, have you tried that at all? I have not, no. Okay, that's a fun diversion. I mean, uh, PvE versus PvP versus, yeah, mixture, where you can actually go invade and, like, fight with the hordes of dudes and try and kill the other team. That's pretty cool. It's something that actually was innovative and hadn't been done, and now... I'm just hoping now, since uh, Bungie's not with Activision anymore, who's basically... Activision EA are basically the devil. (laughs) Yeah, it's very promising. I was excited to see that. So I'm hoping that things get better, but I just can't support like a $60 game followed by $30 DLC followed by like basically $60 DLC like Forsaken and now they have like another $30 DLC lineup. Like that's ridiculous. Well, the, one of the biggest problems is those $30 DLCs in between. Suck. Yeah. They aren't and worth they, it. They last like two hours. Yep. And they add basically nothing. They add a few story missions and yeah, it's just terrible. 
they're, the publishers are definitely getting pretty greedy these days, especially Activision. Yeah, but like Forsaken is basically the Taken King equivalent. Like, it's good. It's definitely worth checking out. If someone hasn't jumped into Destiny 2 by this point, you can get Forsaken everything for like 20, 30 bucks pretty much these days. I mean, I'd highly suggest it. It's a, it's a super fun game, but man, just games as a service are not, not my cup of tea. Like, I have no interest in The Division. <laughs> I know Division Two. They're actually saying is is really good from what I'm hearing. But yeah, I got a I, I got a buddy who's it. been playing it. He's like, I haven't been able to put it down. He actually really liked the Division uh, towards the end of its lifespan. The Division's one of those games that got pretty good towards the end. And it wasn't the fact that they they did add more content, but that wasn't the thing. They just made a lot of improvements to the general uh, the systems and things like that, uh, which made it a lot better. Uh, yeah, but I heard I heard the Division like at the end was was really good. Yeah. But color me impressed that Ubisoft actually learned from their mistakes and came out swinging with the second one. I'm very impressed. Yeah, and they learned from I mean Bungie and BioWare's mistakes. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of uh definitely a lot of inspiration to work on there, but for it to for it to come out to the the praise that it has probably being one of one of the best reviewed games of this year so far, even though there's been a lot of them. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. And I mean, besides, like, I mean, I haven't played the division. It's hard for me. Like, I have no qualms with Destiny or Destiny 2's actual gunplay. Because I still think, like, it's obviously, best. loving Halo, it's the best there is to me. Yeah, I like, agree it's with that. The best gunplay. So it's hard for me to argue with that. Just the the content and the way they do it is sketchy. Yeah, well, I mean, the division two. Uh, I was leave. Rewind there. I haven't played the Division Two. Division One, <laughs> it had solid third-person shooting mechanics. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, the biggest issue was all your, your average enemy at higher levels was just like well, just fine. a health sponge. Yeah, and I mean that that tends to be what happens. I mean, it is an RPG shooter. That's yeah, that's what happens. Same way. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, the, bo- also... the bosses are normal enemies. Normally aren't. Yeah. Oh, you meant normal enemies. Yeah. Some of the some of the normal like I mean, you'd have like your you're kind of your normal enemies and then sprinkled in there. You'd have some like elite enemies that were just like kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But with destiny, it was always the bosses that were sponges. And yeah, I have no argument there. Yeah. And I mean, one other thing we need to fix with destiny too, there's no like, um, looking for raid group. Like you have to manually get a crew together to actually do a raid, which is super annoying. We don't have a lot of buddies that are on at the same time playing it. Like there's basically no way for me to do raids because I don't have a crew and I'm not going to go search on game FAQs with randos to be able to to do like in-game content or like raids. Right. Well, maybe you shouldn't get WoW Classic when it comes out. Well, I won't. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that that is frustrating. I think I think an LFR system is is good to have uh, in any game like that. Uh, if you choose to not abuse it and you do have people that you play with, yeah, by all means, use your your organized raid group. But there should be something like that available for other people. Yeah, because I mean, I think they'd have a larger community playing the game if they did. Oh, for sure. Because I mean, anyone that just plays solo was locked out of that. I mean, obviously, fourteen and wow, they learned. They have LFR. That's all I use basically. So it is something they need to do. But I'm glad you're liking it more. Yeah, it's definitely way better. You should, if you get some time, which I don't know if you will, you can my, give that one a shot. My <laughs> PS4 is preloaded for the next couple of months. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling. That's kind of true. What do you got next? 
Oh boy, what should I tell? Well, we'll go into one of those that I'm playing. Uh, so yesterday, I'm sure everyone knows that Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice dropped, the new From Software title uh, that everybody's been talking about. Now, I've only played it for like an hour. I didn't get much time with it, but it does it does feel good. And all of the reviews that are coming out that have just ridiculous been ridiculous, like good. 90 plus. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, you know, I, I I don't have a word on that, but people keep telling me that the game's really long too, like 40, 50 hours. That sounds a little bit longer than your average Dark Souls game was on your, on a first, maybe maybe not a first playthrough, but like a second playthrough or something like that. So I like the fact that they're taking kind of a new stance on it too, where, you know, they're kind of taking out the multiplayer and they're kind of just honing in on a single player experience with a little less RPG mechanics. Um, I think it it has a lot of, of of cool things going for it. I mean, if you like that kind of like samurai aesthetic, kind of like they did with uh, Neo, even though I think it's probably like a little less edge lord than Neo was. <laughs> I actually like uh, Neo a lot. <laughs> uh, Neo's cool, except for the the gear that kind of annoyed me. But that's a whole nother can of worms there. Uh, but the game felt good good in my hands. I mean it it can it controlled kind of it at the same same clip as Dark Souls. You, you were definitely in good control of your character. It has a similar uh, control setup and things like that, but obviously dashing around and uh, using your grappling hook and stuff like that looks to be pretty fun, although I haven't unlocked the grappling hook yet. I think the one thing that is very interesting, though, is the fact that you don't actually like attack enemies' health bars. They don't have a certain amount of health, but you have to do... a a certain number of killing blows to them. So you have to like take down, I think it's called their poise and you do that by attacking and like parrying uh, their attacks and it'll give you an opportunity to do kind of like a devastating, like finishing blow. But some of the harder enemies require more than one. Hmm. So, so that's kind of interesting. It kind of changes up the gameplay, probably makes you interact with different encounters a little differently. I would imagine, but I just got out of the initial tutorial area, kind of learned the basics of platforming and uh, doing a little bit of sword play. But as far as the rest of the mechanics of the game go, I haven't really interacted with them, but the game looks very promising. I'm excited to play more. Yeah, just from the little bit I've kind of watched as far as reviews and read, it seems like people are saying it's actually a little bit harder than, I guess, Dark Souls. Well, I have a buddy that texted me about an hour ago. And he said the same thing. He's like, I think this game is harder, and I think this might be bullshit. And then he texts me 30 minutes later. He's like, oh, I just I just needed to use a different tool. <laughs> I just needed to be smarter than I am. I guess parrying, too, must be like a big it focus. Is, yeah. It, and it, maybe it, kind of difficult at the beginning. <laughs> well, what I did notice uh, a little bit, even though, I mean, the gameplay is pretty fast, and I didn't, I didn't really interact with... Uh, you know, parry mechanics and Dark Souls because blocking and dodging are oh, good yeah. enough. It is important because you only have a couple different ways to dodge attacks, and certain attacks uh, require you to dodge them in different ways. Like there, there are like moves that you have to jump over, moves that you can only dodge, and moves that you should try and parry if you can. Uh, parry does take down their their poise much faster than any other way, so it is important that you try to do that. But when enemies are backing away from you, their poise regains. So you kind of have to get in there and finish them off. So you can't like okay. take take an enemy's uh, health down halfway, escape for a bit, and come back like after you've gotten your composure, because they'll be at full health. 
damage. So poise is essentially like stamina-ish? Well, no, yeah, poise is like a stamina bar that once you deplete it, it allows you to do damage to the enemy, basically. Gotcha. And uh, there's also another mechanic that I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen where you can actually, when you die, you can actually revive. Uh, you don't have to, but you can, and you can you can kind of stall it for a bit and then do it strategically. That way, uh, maybe the enemies walk away from you, and you can you can approach the uh, that battle from the back. Maybe take one of the enemies out right away and kind of continue on your journey there. But it does have negative uh, effects on the game. Like if you die again after you've revived it it spreads this dragon rot to different NPCs in the game and they, you know, they might die or not be able to provide their services when they have that. So you have to be careful. So you can't abuse it. You cannot abuse it. No, you can get items that allow you to kind of like cure it and stuff, but I think that's probably hard to come by. So you just kind of got to do what you got to do, but I'm sure the game's hard. and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be abusing it at first and probably regret it. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it seems interesting, and I like the fact that they're trying new ideas. Uh, From Software has has been killing it, as far as I'm concerned. Ever since Demon Souls came out, I've been such a fanboy that it's been ridiculous. So, which has been basically ten years ago now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and I, I, I've loved all the games they've come out with. So, I think I, honestly, I think their games have pretty much only gotten better. I, I know a lot of people think the original Dark Souls is the uh, the tops. But uh, I, I think Dark Souls 2, 3, and even Bloodborne are every bit as good, if not better, you know, just mechanically and stuff like that, where I find the replay value is just as good. No, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I think 2 is the kind of the black sheep I love, but I think 3 overall might be the best, especially the Dark Souls bunch. And then Bloodborne's obviously a little more fast-paced and in-your-face, less sword and board and more kind of you know more along the lines of second row maybe i don't know i haven't it i'll try like that it. eventually it seems like it i have a hard time like when people ask me what my favorite in the series is sometimes it just depends upon the day <laughs> like bloodborne is is usually almost always up there dark souls 2 is great just because of just the sheer amount of content and the the breadth of you know different character builds you can do it's ridiculous in comparison to any of the other ones even though they all have that um, outside of Bloodborne, so and I mean, I think it's kind of it's a little bit different as far as the others. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting into it a little bit more. Um, whether I think it's as good as the rest of the series, I don't know, but time will tell. We'll find out. Maybe maybe next time we do one of these. Yeah, I hope so. I I don't think it's a game that I'm probably going to put down before I finish it, but I do have some other games that I'm playing along. Uh, on the side in case I get frustrated because you always need one of those. Well, yeah, I got just a couple I'll glance over here that, I mean, kind of always in the rotation are uh, Overwatch and League of Legends, so I'm not going to say too much about them. They're just kind of comfort games at this point. Kind of always throw in there. Never really completely stop playing. I mean, Overwatch has got a new hero, so probably try that out maybe later on today. And League's just kind of, I picked it back up a few nights ago again, so... The good old toxic League of Legends community. But still a good time. Still something I think you should try out one of these days. We need that episode of Chuck Plays a MOBA. We do. We'll see. Actually, I have been playing somewhat of a MOBA recently, but it's not like not, not like yours. Okay. What so the doing? one I've been playing, it's actually it's a, it's a free-to-play bad boy as well. It's on Steam. I think it came out at the end of 2016. It's called Minion Masters. 
it is a mix between a MOBA and like a card game, like a like a Hearthstone and a League of Legends a little bit. Hear me out on this. No, that sounds sweet already. So it, it's it, and it's also like it's also active too. So there's not like turns. So basically, both parties you can have one on one or two v two, and you gain you gain mana uh, as it goes along. You can hold up to ten mana, and you have like a deck of cards, and each one costs you know a different amount. And you summon these uh, these minions or cast spells or whatever, and you place them on your side of the field, and then they after you drop them. Uh, they they basically just turn into like summoned creatures and they go do what they do. They they try and like cross the bridge and attack the other the other team. Hmm. Uh, so you're both summoning minions and spells and things, trying to take out the other person's tower, which is basically just where you stand on your side. Gotcha. And you have your your different minions have different abilities. Like certain ones will like fly, or they'll be like ranged, or they'll have strengths against different types of units, things like that. So you, you have your deck of like 10 different cards that kind of rotates through as you summon all of them. And uh, you also have uh, your, your character is kind of like your general, whatever, kind of like your character and your MOBA. They have different abilities. As you, as you go through the match, they level up and they get these certain perks. You don't get to pick them like you do in a MOBA, but you have three of them that are uh, uh, omnipresent throughout the match. Oh, Okay. And that is basically the gist of it. So you're basically just like summoning different like combos of dudes to try and either counterattack or just assault uh, the other player. And I actually think the game's way more interesting two v two because you both have your decks and you can you know kind of try to cover each other's weaknesses or whatever. But the main gist is just attacking each other's tower and then just trying to like maintain like the center part of the arena where. Uh, they have two bridges that characters have to cross over, and if you if your minion was the last one to cross over it, you get extra experience over time. So that means you get to your abilities faster, thus giving you the advantage. So you got to kind of keep track of I'm attacking them, I'm defending, and I'm also managing the central area to make sure I'm getting that benefit. I mean, if we're mixing like mobas and Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm all in. Yeah, dude, I think it's cool. I think you would definitely like it. Uh, I. I played a little bit of two v two with a buddy like last week, and literally I was up until like one thirty at night playing that <laughs> game. It's like super fun uh, and totally free to play. I mean, obviously, all the transactions in the world if you want to. Yeah, but, but it's <laughs> it cool. It has different seasons and things like that, and they're adding different cards all the time. It's actually pretty active too, and it only takes like literally like the most I've seen it take is like thirty seconds to make to set up a match. It usually takes like ten seconds. It's great. How long do the matches last? It, it, I mean, it depends who you're playing. Uh, usually between uh, a minute and a half and like six minutes. Oh, okay. Super so it's not, like a, it's not like a match of league where you're talking like a half hour minimum. No, 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 no. It, 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 they're, they're pretty short. So you get that, that quick clip, and uh, that's probably more of a reason why I like it too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you could totally destroy your enemy in like a minute and a half. Like if they don't if they don't have any cards to counter yours or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't think it's actually on the consoles, though. I don't think it's on PS4 or Xbox. I think it's only on PC. Maybe they'll throw it on Switch soon. Uh, well, everything's going to, Ste- or go, going to Steam. Well, everything is going to Steam, but also going to the Switch. <laughs> Switch. Yeah. No, I, think it, I think it would work well on any system, to be honest with you. Well, that's, yeah, we got to try that out. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think you should. Nice. Minion Masters. Minion Masters, okay. Yeah. Never heard of it, but there's a lot of gems out there I haven't heard of with all the indie games and stuff these days. 
Yeah, I can't wait for the episode. Buck plays a minion master. <laughs> it's gonna be right when, right after Chuck plays a MOBA. It's right yeah, before. That's probably yeah, well, we can just knock it out in like five minutes. It's good. <laughs> what else have I been playing? Well, uh, besides that, obviously, since last time we played, I played a lot of Pokemon Let's Go, which ah, is ah yes. We'll go ahead and give my thoughts on. I thought it was actually a great game, and I know it gets some hate because of the the catching mechanics and the the leveling and everything else. I thought they did a heck of a job with it. I mean, I wouldn't want... I think Sword and Shield coming up looks cool. I don't think that should be getting the hate it is either. I think it looks good. It looks better than like a, a 3DS game. It certainly still looks like Pokemon, but I wouldn't want to keep the catching experience system they have, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad one either. I mean, it made for a, a quicker playthrough, that's for sure. Yeah, I actually liked it overall, to be honest. Um... I didn't play all the way through it. I got halfway through, just about. And between the graphics and uh, just like reliving the Kanto region, yeah, that's a very a big good thing time. Too, the very nostalgic. It's very hard for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine new players coming in. Maybe they that wouldn't be their cup of tea. Yeah, a good thing. It's definitely if you grew up with. I mean, if you just played like the last couple generations even there's no like uh evs ivs abilities all that stuff is gone you're probably like what the heck is this this is like a huge step back but i'm what what percentage of the pokemon fandom actually cares about that probably a pretty small percent but i'm in like that hardcore nerd range that does care about that but i wasn't mad at all to see it gone for this one right but yeah, I'd say overall, I mean, they're obviously trying to get the crossover for the Pokemon Go audience to jump in. Yeah, and I think actually they did a very good job. I, I think it was fantastic. And I think that I think I'll definitely, once I actually end up finishing it someday, 2020, maybe. Well, we need to make some trades on that one of these days, too, because I got some dudes involved. That's a game where I actually want to catch them all again, which I haven't wanted to do in any other Pokemon game since the original. And it seems like it shouldn't be that hard, but I don't know. It's not, especially the way you can level up people. I mean, I could do it before in the original, the rare candy glitch, but now I can just catch random dudes and level up my whole party at the same time. So it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty great. I, I definitely wasn't disappointed at all. Um, I, I don't know about you. Did you actually leave your starter on your team? I actually decided to take them off because they were so overpowered. I took them. I just... Yeah, because they could literally learn anything. I took them off because I mean, I'm not I'm a, a big Eevee fan, but the, like Espeon, not necessarily for regular old Eevee without even evolving. And there's I thought, too many other cool Gen One people like Electabuzz and Kangler and other Pokemon that only I like. So yeah, that, that's very true. You are the minority with some of those. <laughs> not Electabuzz so much, I don't think. Definitely Kangler. He's got like. But, one fan that maybe, I don't know, probably me, and that's about it. I don't think there's too many Kingler fanboys out there. Oh, that's all right. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get a couple on the podcast if we can. <laughs> that's right. The The idea of having those two starters, Pikachu and Eevee, uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting way to maybe bring in new players, or even just younger players, because they're the, the, the cutesiest of the cutesy. Mm-hmm. And they are overpowered as heck in these games. Uh, they learn... Uh, some some very original moves that are stronger than even the <laughs> yes. 
Like the fire attacks on Eevee and Pikachu are like stronger than Flamethrower with Charizard. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of dumb. But these games overall are just super easy. I mean, obviously the experience share being on everyone, just catching people to get experience, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. They're super newcomer friendly, but it did make it to the point where, I mean, by toward the end, it was it was kind of getting old because everything was so simple. Yeah. And I mean, if you were one of those people that decided to actually play it in two player mode, oh boy, that <laughs> ruins the difficulty even more. Yeah, I didn't actually do that. And my wife never jumped on there, but my wife played with me for um, one or two sessions. I think we played uh, on her game and I think we got I think we got through Misty, but man, it was just so easy. Ridiculous. Yeah, because, well, I'm going to say it came out like the weekend or so before you guys you guys got your son, right? Yeah, pretty so, much. So, yeah, <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of time to play. It's the into. last date night we've ever had playing <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go. But, I mean, the fact that they didn't like, they didn't even try to like balance the game, and maybe that was because they wanted to, uh, if new players were having issues, just letting their friends jump in and just have two two-on-one Pokemon battles, just make it easier. I don't know. But it also makes just catching them much easier, too, because you're throwing two Pokeballs and they combine and almost never, almost never miss. One thing that is really stupid, though, with it is uh, the trading system. You can't even like trade with someone like a normal person on Wi-Fi. You have to put in this code that consists of like six or eight Pokemon. Like if we want to get in a training room together, we have to put like Caterpie, Caterpie, Bulbasaur. Oh, it's like an old, like, Super Nintendo password yeah. system? Yes, I, it's I don't terrible. Know. It's kind of, it sounds cool. randomly, cool. like, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's awful. So it's not like the the uh, the DS games or the 3DS yeah. games where you could just go online and just, like, look for people. Exactly. You can't do that. Like, in, in those games, too, you could put, like, I'm interested in, you know, a Squirtle, and I'll trade you these Pokemon. There's none of that anymore. You just find random people and... Like, I can't trade some rando my Haunter. He's just going to keep it and leave. So <laughs> it's a terrible system. And you can't, like, wonder trade anymore and just get random uh, random Pokemon, which was kind of a cool feature before. I'm sure that will come back. I'm sure they'll all be back for Sword and Shield. So yeah. I'm not worried about that. It was just a couple things they should have added to Let's Go. I and agree. Overall, a ton of fun, and I wasn't disappointed at all. It was a cool trip back through Kanto and... Going back to fifth grade. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to finishing that, but like I said, the library's too long at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I've played through I've played through the Kanto region I don't know how many times. It's been a lot. Yeah. All right. I, I still got a handful of games on here. I don't know what your list is looking like, but uh, not too many left. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a quick one. Everybody's gonna steal my gamer card for. I know this for <laughs> a fact. Probably about a year ago. Um, this game came out. This is a mobile game, which is already uh -oh. painting me in a bad light. And I'm sure you probably saw all the advertisements for this game. This is Lineage 2 Revolution. This is a game that got <laughs> a Korean free-to-play MMO RPG on your phone. And I played this right when it came out last year, and then I stopped for like six, eight months. And I picked it up again uh, when, uh, when we brought my uh, son home. And it's a nice kind of 
grind game where you don't necessarily have to micromanage and play the game the whole time. It kind of like plays itself for you. So it's kind of like this RPG um, dopamine squirt without actually having to be 100% present for it, which is great if you are a father. And you, yeah, still want a, like a you still kind of want a game, but you literally don't have the, like any time to actually sit down and concentrate on a game at all because the child is first priority. Yeah. So that makes that rough. So it, it, it was a good game for, for, when it, uh, for when I went back to it in, in that regard. But for anybody who doesn't know what this game is, it is a Korean, uh, basically uh, Diablo-esque MMORPG on, on cell phones. And it's pretty full-featured, and it's super long, super grindy, and definitely pay to win if you want to be at the top. But you can definitely get a lot of fun out of it otherwise. But it is like one of those auto-questers where you'd be like, I need to do this quest, and it will just send your character to the right place in the map and just kill like 10 bats and then come back and turn in the quest. <laughs> so it, it's one of those. Uh, and it has all its its daily activities and things like that. And I've been playing it since and uh, still am enjoying it, but I'm try I'm kind of falling off of it a little bit. Well, if you're getting into more like actual meaty game experiences too, with some stuff, I'm sure you're going to be talking about devil may cry later. Spoiler alert. Yes. Well, I, it, it's also one of those things like you can play it while you play those other games. Right. <laughs> That's true. At, at that point, it's just like, why am I playing this game? So, I mean, I feel like it, I mean, with all these Korean games, you may even get sponsored by Samsung or something. You're on the Korean RPG grind. Hit me up, Netmarble. Nexon. I love all your games. <laughs> get over here. Yeah. I actually like Nexon more than I like Netmarble. Netmarble I pretty much you. only does mobile games. Nexon does DFO. Yes, exactly. That's enough. And that's actually the game I've probably spent the most time with because I probably play it for like two or three hours a day, literally. Well, it's just because it's accessible 24-7, too. That's a That's a big thing with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like one of those ones you just like set it to auto farm like all day. Yeah, which is ridiculous in theory. But <laughs> it, it's something you have to do if you want to be uh, crazy. I don't want to say crazy good because there's not much skill involved. But uh, I know that they're, they're releasing a new level cap at the end of the month. I'm level like 286. The The level Jesus. cap's 320 right now. It's going to go up to 360. And I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit max level by then. So yeah, no, don't play it. I, I got a four S. I don't think I'm gonna be playing it. Oh hell no! I mean, you can, <laughs> there, there is some truly potato mode on this game, and I can play it on my iPad Mini too, but it crashes pretty often. So <laughs> your four S maybe, I don't know. If, I actually don't know if it's better than my iPad Mini too. It doesn't have enough space on it, regardless anymore. Oh, that's probably true. We're just we're just right until the end with that one. It's been seven years strong. Well, I don't know. I think I think Netmarble may send you out one. Nice. They let every other YouTuber and, and Twitch streamer advertise their game. I don't, I don't know if you saw Do those it? when it came out. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I did see some of them. Oh. And I'm the only one still playing it. So. <laughs> well, the last big one I'm going to talk about actually is uh is Smash Ultimate, which I'm sure I put a, a ton of hours into when it came out and. Good lord, it's packed with ridiculous amounts of content. And, I mean, just Spirit Mode itself, I mean, it, it does get kind of old, but just seeing the spirits of all the random characters in there, have you... Such you a blast from the past. Oh my god, yes. Oh. <laughs> I, did, I did for like the first three or four weeks after it came out, 
but yeah, there's just so much content going on there and those those new like weekly events that they release that make it easier to get certain uh, different spirits from different series. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good time. I mean, you can have like spirits on your team. Like I can have freaking, let's see, what's a good one? Did you get Julius? I got Julius from freaking Castlevania. Julius I got Julius, Belmont. and I have, um, what is the guy that's not the main character from Circle of the Moon? The dude with the long black hair and the gray French coat? <laughs> I don't even remember him. <laughs> I don't know, I got him. So. <laughs> I got I got like all the, the Castlevania ones on. Like, I had to like fuse to get Julius. I had to like Google it. You had to, like, oh yeah, no you do. Doma and someone else. I was like, got Julius. Nice yeah, job. Well, you've won Julius the Julius and, like, Gemini Man and then freaking, like, Kitty Kong can be my team. It doesn't get much cooler than that. No, and there's so many of them in the game. God, it, it, it feels like there's thousands of them. Because I, like... God. Like, the I, fact that they put Julius in there just says that, like, everyone's here. And the dude from Circle of the Moon that I don't even know his name. Not the main guy, which was Nate something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, no, they're, they're, it's ridiculous. They're just the amount of content that they put in that game. Like like we said before, I'm sure that was one of on one of our last podcasts. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And the roster is insane. And Simon and Richter turned out awesome, and they're OP. Oh, God, they're so annoying. Did you play much online? I played none online. I played the crap out of it online. And that's, I guess, the one kind of... The one bad thing I would say is that there are a lot of lag a lot of times with online, and I played for. Did you bust out your cell phone and plug it in and go to town? <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't bust out my cell phone and talk to people. I tried. Man, Ken's skill cap is ridiculous. Like, Ken's one of the hardest characters to play in the game. Don't know if you tried him much, but holy crap. I don't actually. Him? I haven't unlocked every character yet. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I don't remember if I had him. I think I probably put 60 hours or so in online by itself. Nice. I, mean, I ended up I ended up maining Ike, and he was the only one I actually got to Elite Smash. And then after I got to Elite, I was like, I don't know how much more I actually want to play online because it can get frustrating. So now when I play online, it's just pretty much casual. Well, there you go. So what makes Simon and Richter BS? Um, they're completely ranged, keep-away characters. Just picture a character I would play in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and then playing against those characters. And is that, is the biggest issue the lag, or just the fact that that no, is the biggest not an archetype is, that works well in Smash? It's hard to get in. It's real hard to get in, besides, like, because they have, like, the up and B's, like the axe, or like the, um, the cross boomerang thing. And then down in B is like the potion that's like fire that goes across oh, the holy level. Holy water, God. Yeah, holy level. water, yes, exactly. And then the whip itself has ridiculous range. Yes, so between is. all that, like, if you don't have, like, Ike doesn't have any projectiles, so there's a good shot that I'm getting hit by something trying to get in. And, man, like, like if you do two-on-two, two, one of those is like a perfect teammate. Yeah, and I can definitely see that, because I always, like, when I play with him, I always just, like, Oh, you're kind of slow. Um, yeah, and the recovery's well, not great. Right. I mean, there is a lot of uh, risk reward there, but no, I can I can see that, especially online, that would be very frustrating. Yeah, hard to fight them, hard to get in uh, if your character doesn't like spam projectiles like Link or something. But yeah, man, they're so annoying to fight, especially like 
play a lot of 2v2 now online and if you get one of those on your team i'm usually golden because they can just open someone up and then i kits like a freaking semi so if i can actually get hits on people and get combos then yeah i'm good we would make a wicked like two-on-two team yeah probably i've pretty much mastered him once i unlocked simon that was pretty much the only character i played so you don't play richter uh, well, I recently just actually got Richter, and I mean, they play almost identical, so... I know, but I think Richter looks cooler. Um, no, I agree with you. He's yeah, okay. the cooler <laughs> character, but I just kind of kind of stuck with him. Um, did you play much K-Rule? I played a, a little bit. I actually got sick of playing K-Rule because I fought so many at the beginning, like, online. Uh, he has His super armor is kind of nice. His recovery is freaking amazing. His but, moves are pretty fast. And he's got a projectile, which is pretty good. He's got a couple of them. He's got the gun, and then he's got the chuck and the crown. But I don't know, for some reason, it just didn't click. Like, I tried playing him, I tried playing Ken, and I ended up on Ike, which I didn't play in any of the other Smash games, which is kind of weird. Uh, it's okay, I understand. I, I made Roy. I remember. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I pretty much had to play Marth the entire time until I unlocked Simon. <laughs> Because of the like, I pretty much played spirits mode. You get it right away. Yeah, you get Marth like immediately. Right, and it's like I don't want to play. I don't know Lucas or whatever. I don't yeah, remember exactly. who you started with, but it took it took a while to get a character that I gave a shit about. Yeah, you get like Kirby, Mario, and yeah, I was like, okay, I want Samus or Simon, uh, Pokemon Maybe. Trainer. I need anything Pokemon here. Trainer. Give me, give, yeah, I was like, give me something else. I'm not a I'm not a traditional Nintendo fan, so like those other characters, they don't appease me. No, and it took forever to get like Ken or Ryu or yeah, like, I mean it's like the very freaking end. Well, he is pretty special. Let's be real. I was big, hugely disappointed by Incineroar because he sucks. Is he actually like low tier? He's very low tier. His recovery is like the worst in the game. But he his looks recovery awesome. is a he literal has the best animation. He has the best animations <laughs> in the game. I mean, that's, he looks that's pretty amazing. high tier. And he freaking, one of his moves is just send people through the ropes so he can do like a backdrop. Seems like, legit. He does all kinds of cool stuff. He does a freaking clothesline, sends people through the ropes, gets stuff from posing. If you knock him off the stage, he just dies. Well, that is frustrating. Have they done any like patching of the characters yet? They patched a couple times. They made his recovery a little bit better, but still probably the worst in the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like if you look at a tier list, Little Mac is usually like his own tier, and then Incineroar's right above him. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mac's even worse than he was in Brawl. He's just or... so bad because he has no aerial period. Like his uppercut literally just goes straight, and you can't even like travel forward with it. Yeah, he probably has a hard time getting back on the stage, right? Yeah, his only recovery is like his like forward and B, and that just kind of randomly sends him in the direction toward the stage, so you can't like plan on landing on the ledge. You just have to land back and get drilled again. Very nice. You know what characters I found that I, I I'd never played with them before uh, that I, I thought were kind of entertaining was playing with the me characters and trying to customize them into like <laughs> characters from other games. Like I made Alucard. And I made like Rudy from Wild Arms, <laughs> and I was like, "This is pretty badass." Well, yeah, you get like the Proto Man skin too, and they like the Gunner, and 
Well, I had the I had the gunner, and I had him with like a Wild West outfit, blue hair, and he had the cannon, who's dropping grenades everywhere. Like yeah. I think they're total. They got to be OP, right? I'm sure they're not tournament legal. No, they, they are. Stay- they're they're tournament legal, but I mean they're not. Because I've been following like a lot of the the tier lists and stuff, and like the very top of the top tier right now, like Peach is at the very top. Pokemon trainers up there. Like a lot of the links are up there. Chrom and. Tell me, like, Fox isn't at the top this time? No, Fox is, he's, he's up there, though. I think Wolf is, like, very high tier. I mean, Simon Richter are, are top-ish. They got nerfed pretty hard at the beginning? No, I think people just figured them out more so. I think they, they won some tournaments, like, at the very beginning, and then people started, like, figuring them out, and now they're not doing as well. That's all right. Be my man forever, probably. Might as well. They're pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. But just the game overall is freaking amazing. I mean, there's so much content, maybe more so than any other fighting game, period. Yeah, and I, I don't think any of it really like feels like a waste of time. I think it's all kind of like a means to an end. Like any even if you just like do arcade mode, uh, you're still getting currency and you're also unlocking characters. Just you make a lot of progress just simply playing the game, no matter how you're doing it. Which yeah. is great. Yeah, even because I unlocked a lot of characters just going through, even before, because World Light was taking a long time, and I wanted to to get people unlocked, so I went through, like, in um, just random verses or whatever, and just, like, ran around on the stage as Sonic to get my my mileage up or whatever, and I would just end around and then fight someone. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that uh, workaround. What I did was... I saw that if you like do the arcade mode, if you do it with a certain character and you beat it, you'll you'll unlock another character that you should play through. And there was like there's like 10 lists of like, I don't know, six or seven characters that if you if you play through with one of them, unlock uh, another one, they kind of lead to a particular set of characters. So like if you look up that list, you can kind of cherry pick or hone in on the ones you want, which is nice. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, too. A little more interactive, probably, than what I did. So, Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't in that big of a hurry. <laughs> so I, I just kind of interacted with the spirits mode, which was addictive. But it just the, got old after a while. Yeah, and some of those combinations are ridiculous. There were some really frustrating fights in there that I, I found. There were some really frustrating fights. Some of that thing was freaking hard. Like, I'm no Smash Master or anything, but I was like, man, this is this is pretty freaking tough. And I'm a complete amateur, and it was <laughs> definitely hard. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a great game. Uh, definitely lived up to all of the the hype for me, at least. I mean, I'm glad that it finally killed Melee at Evo. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it in Samurai Showdown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Samurai Showdown being in is sweet. Yeah. It's, it's very... Very straight. That's a whole different conversation, though. Yeah, a whole different day. Yeah. Well, so I got a I got a handful of other games uh, left to go. I think everybody should take a seat and grab a snack for this <laughs> one. I got your uh, daily dose of Metroidvania news right. going on here. I got three of them I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Kick back. So uh, the first one is kind of kind of meh, pretty much. It's called Jack Quest: The Tale of the Sword. Jack Quest is one word. Don't ask me why. <laughs> this is a pretty generic, fairly short Metroidvania game that came out on Steam probably a month, maybe a, two months ago. 
Uh, really not a whole lot going on there. Its pixel art is is kind of okay, and it's pretty uninspired, uh, most of all. But it was just one of the the new ones that came out, and it it got okay reviews. But uh, it's not one that I finished, and I don't. I think that there's so many out there that this is definitely one that a lot of people can ignore. If it's a Metroidvania that you didn't finish, then I wouldn't recommend it to too many people, except for Hollow Knight. <laughs> yes, except <laughs> Hollow Knight. Uh, yeah. That's like a roguelite too, which you're not as big on. So there's a little bit of a. I mean, Hollow it's a Knight is not. Also. Hollow Knight is no Dead Cells is it? Okay, Hollow Knight's not. No. I was confused then. No, no, no. Hollow Knight is straight up Metroidvania. What is your problem? Though? I don't know. Like, no, I even had four months and I still haven't tried to play it again. <laughs> there you go. But Jack Quest easily put it on the back burner. I really don't have that much to say about it besides the fact that I played it for an hour and I was like, I'm not really having that much fun. So that's something. Uh, the next one, uh, Chasm, came out uh, last year. Uh, its claim to fame was procedurally generated level design. Now, sounds like a terrible idea on paper. Uh, right. Uh, and it, it pretty much is. Uh, Chasm, the way it does it, though, it procedurally generates the map like for each playthrough. It doesn't like do it each time you start the game up. Hmm. So... I don't know how many like different versions there are, but I'm sure there's there's quite a few. But the the thing is, and it's what everybody was concerned about, is that with the procedural generation, nothing is going to be like special or well designed, and any 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 part that is even remotely like well designed is kind of like it has to be in there. So it's like in every every iteration of it. Ah. Uh. It's what it seems like, but any of the it, it's just a lot of corridors and a lot of rooms with a lot of platforms and a lot of like not very interesting enemies to fight. Um, it does have, you know, level progression. It does have equipment. Uh, combat is probably overly inspired by like games like Symphony of the Night because it plays well. It's like really tight, but that's good. It's just. It's not that interesting to interact with. The abilities you unlock are not that cool. Well, that's uh, the thing. If it's procedurally generated, a lot of times when that happens, it just makes it feel generic. Yes. And I think they were just trying to do something new. Uh, and I and I give them props for that, because I think overall their game is not bad. There's good bones there. Gameplay's good. The the pixel art's great. The music's great. That's always cool. Uh, the the problem is the procedural generation just is not doing it any favors, and it's it's frustrating. And I also haven't finished this one, so <laughs> I did play this one a lot longer. I played it for probably about I don't know five six hours. I think I got most of the way through it, but I just it was just hard for me to keep going because it was just like this is this all just seems repetitive with a different skin. Gotcha. I think one advantage that maybe it does have is it is actually pretty challenging. It's pretty hard each run to a save point. And that's one thing. You don't know where the save points are going to be. At least it'll so, keep you engaged then. Because sometimes yeah, it, you can just kind of check out and play one. It, it, was a, it was a good challenge. Like you always felt like you were kind of getting there at the right time. Uh, where you felt like you were like on the brink of death. But I also ran into the issue where there were some situations where I would die multiple times. And because the gameplay or because the design of the worlds is not that interesting to interact with. The, the idea of, you know, replaying through that portion is just kind of, I think it was probably part of the reason why I put it down. So that's Chasm in a nutshell. Cool art, cool music. 
gameplay like Castlevania, but it's not nearly as fun. That's all there is to it. So better than Jack, at least. Better than Jack Quest. Okay. <laughs> now, got one more. Now, this one is phenomenal. This one is called uh, Toho Luna Nights. It came out uh, the 26th of February this year. Now, this one is very uh, Japanese-inspired. And is it's only got... on Steam, or what's it on? Um, I actually think it might be on all of them at this point. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's a $20 game. Um, this game, kind of like Time Spinners from last year, it has a lot of uh, uh, time manipulation mechanics, but it actually uses them, which is nice. I'm not saying I think this game is better than Time Spinners, but it is it is very good, and it's probably very close and worth everybody's uh, time to check it out. Um, I definitely did finish this one. I 100%ed this one, did everything there was to do in it. Nice. Uh, so the mechanics here are really cool. So it actually kind of plays like a shmup. Now, hear me out here because I know that sounds stupid. <laughs> so you have your character, 2D platforming, all that stuff, and you can freeze time, slow down time. It's like two different functions. Okay. Your, your character has an MP bar, and obviously an HP bar, but the MP bar, um, it, basically that's how much you do use your regular attacks. But it doesn't regenerate. So you kind of have to be certain when you want to use it. But what happens is when you use your time manipulation tricks, you can freeze all the enemies on screen and you can move around the screen, the screen and like set up attacks while the, while everybody's frozen. Like you throw daggers and it'll like set them in place. Oh, and you can go around cool. to the different enemies, drop them down. And you also have this graze mechanic like you do in a shmup where you get close to the enemies, you absorb MP oh, while you're doing okay. that. So the thing is, so you, you absorb that MP while you're doing your time manipulation, all of your attacks and stuff eat up your time gauge. So it's kind of like a balancing act between using your time gauge, and then once your time gauge is is empty and it has to regenerate, well, you have your MP, so you can kind of like attack in real time. You, you kind of go between those two modes. It's really fun, like going into a room and just stopping time and just laying down all these different attacks and strategically trying to pick your targets. They all die, and then you kind of you kind of do the rest of it. It's a it's a really fun and engaging, fast paced action, which you don't necessarily always find in these types of games. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Super unique. I don't know if th that really made sense if I described it that well. I mean, I'm going to go check it out now. I think you should. I think you definitely like it. I think anybody who probably likes... I think if you probably liked um, The Messenger or any fast-paced game like that, you'd probably dig it. Yeah, so. those are, that was definitely a good time. Yeah, I think this is a game that probably doesn't have anybody talking about it. So, I'm here for you. Yeah, give it a little bit of buzz. Yeah, I... It was easily uh, definitely one of my favorite games I've played this year. Uh, without a doubt, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. So I don't. I, I think I picked it up because I saw like one review and <laughs> I, I watched the gameplay of it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that sounds amazing!" It's gonna be my jam. It's like a six to eight hour game, so it, it's it's nothing too big, and the the bosses are are like the best part of it because they're like all of these. Let me go back to shmups here, but they're, they're kind of like bullet hell bosses where you're manipulating time and trying to get in between all of their attacks and do damage. Oh, okay. So that's like the challenging part of it. Normally, like the 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 day to day combat in between is not necessarily uh, all that challenging. And you do use your uh, your time management or your time management. <laughs> that sounds boring. sweet skill. <laughs> yeah, get out your schedule book. Use your time manipulation to also like solve puzzles, get through different 
uh, parts of the map and stuff like that. So it does that way better than Time Spinners did. Yeah, that's definitely one we're checking out. Yeah, very cool game. Uh, like I said, it's uh, Toho Luna Nights. Toho Luna Nights. It would be T O U H O U, or just look up Luna Nights. I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> Either way, yeah, I'm gonna but check the, that one out and see what all it's on. So that's my Metroidvania news of the last four <laughs> months. You know, there have been some other things come out. They did announce that uh, that new expansion slash uh, sequel to Hollow Knight. Last well, month. we know you don't care about that though. So. That's right. <laughs> but just in case anybody hadn't heard about it, that's a thing. I'm not ignorant. I just don't have good taste in games. <laughs> so there you go. Nice. So you got well, any more? So you got any more left? I got. I got one more. I want to talk I'm, about the only one that I played besides that is uh, been Kingdom Hearts three. Ah, I do want to hear about that. I had, I did not pick that up surprisingly. I mean, it's I had forgotten more than I remember. I think about Kingdom Hearts before that. And about it does just the gameplay about the story. Now the gameplay is it really good. It's solid. It uh, it tries to do a lot of different genres, um, for better or worse. A lot of them are done well. Some of them, uh, eh, kind of crappy. But overall, it's a really freaking good game. I mean, the story is kind of at least starts off kind of basic. I definitely wasn't caught up with all the the Kingdom Hearts lore, but um, you start off as Sora, of course, and you've been uh, stripped of all your powers, which is super lame in my book. So you have to basically backtrack through a lot of places. Like you go um, see Hercules and crew to learn about getting your powers and friendship and whatnot and all that jazz. And then from there it goes on to like Organization 13, a bunch of stuff that, I don't know, that might be the most complicated lore of like anything known to man. So I was kind of lost there. But I keep, is- I keep people telling me it's not convoluted. It's just rich. I'm like... No, it's convoluted. <laughs> it's totally convoluted. Real convoluted. Because, I mean, I've played the majority of them. I mean, B1 and 2, uh, Birth by Sleep. I didn't play, like, 352 over 17 days or whatever that was. And Ah, that classic. Yeah, that you played one. Chain of Memories, didn't you? We we both played Chain of Memories for Game Boy Advance. Yeah, the, the card-based action game. That game was cool. And then I uh, got both collections for PS4, but I didn't um, spend a whole lot of time with them because first I started playing them again, I realized that I don't think they hold up as well as I remembered. Not even the think second it, one? I didn't actually get to that. I was playing the first one. And I was like, I think I remember this a little more fondly than it actually is, and I don't want to like go back and kind of replay it and kind of soil my memories there. Yeah, I'm a little scared to go back to some of those old PS2 games that I... Uh... I hold very dear. I did recently play Hardcore Uprising, still as good as I remember. So, I mean, those games hold up. That was not PS2, though. No, that was, that was PS- not PS2 era. That was Xbox. Yeah. 360. But, mm-hmm. well, that's fair, though. Like, those kind of games are timeless, though. Yeah. But, like, 3D Early action 3D. games. Like, I remember I love like, Brave Fencer Musashi 2. Don't know if that holds up super well. You liked Rygar a lot, didn't you? Yeah, Rygar was sweet. Yeah. It was like your your poor boy's God of War. Yeah, not sure if that's going to hold up amazing. <laughs> but the first God of War does not hold up for, for nothing. Um, the second one's still pretty good. But yeah, it would be interesting to see there. But let's get back to Kingdom Hearts 3. But no, I mean, everything, it's uh, production values are there. It's done really well. It's just, it closes out. Uh, Sora's trilogy still leaves the door open for more. But I mean, it was a 
a good game. I guess I was expecting maybe like a great game or expecting to to like the story a little bit more. And I was just kind of a convoluted master. I just wasn't prepared one of the two. But it's a yeah, fun I mean, romp. It's Kingdom Hearts through and through, so you can't go wrong with it. Well, that's what happens when you're we, we, we've been waiting like 12 years for this game. Yeah, when someone goes from like kindergarten, graduates high school in between sequels, I guess you could kind of forget some things. Well, I mean that and like you, people have just been so thirsty for this game since the second one even released. And for the, I mean, I don't think there was anything that Square could have done with the game to probably live up to expectations. Yeah, it, it wasn't. And they had so much they had to cram in there from all these weird like side stories and pseudo sequels that unless you literally paid attention to all of them and played all of them, you were going to be lost a little bit. And there was nothing that they really could have done, I don't think, to to help out with that. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, they, they'd probably at that point had no control over the story whatsoever. Kingdom Hearts is what it is. Yeah. But as long as the gameplay was was, was on, on point and they didn't have any more Little Mermaid music games. Going on. <laughs> the gameplay is on point. The only thing I would point out about the gameplay that does get old, um, you go through your gauge and you can like switch weapons on the fly, which is cool. But like every probably ten seconds, you get like a special move. You basically hit triangle to doom. Oh yeah, those like cinematic ones that like kill yeah, everything yeah. and make the game super easy. Well, not only that, it kind of reminded me of like Final Fantasy VIII. Like after every ten seconds, I'm hitting triangle to do it. Another 10 to 20 second cinematic move that I don't get control again. Perfect. This is going to be my favorite game of all time. Yeah, I mean, you should just go out and get it now, the way I'm describing it. Uh, you know, I, I, I was definitely going to get it. I don't know why, outside of the fact that I didn't have any time to actually sit down and well, really play it. Like, sometimes it's an hour between save points because there's a lot of cutscenes and stuff. And I don't think that that would be the way your schedule is right now. I don't know that that would be a great game for you to play. Yeah, brutal. An hour? Yeah. I haven't played a game like that in a long time. Well, since I'm like an old man now, I was looking to go, like, go to bed one night, and it ended up being like an hour later before I could find a save point in between like a bunch of cutscenes and stuff. Ugh. No, no thank you. But yeah, no, I, I look forward to playing it. Everything that I've seen, everybody that I've talked to has been giving it pretty rave reviews. It's good. I, I, I think actually the people that give it the worst reviews are just like, just the huge fans. Yeah. They were disappointed, and I'm like, well, I don't I, think that, like you said, there's nothing that they could have done to, for those people to like it, probably. to live up to these like third, twelve, thirteen years of expectations at this point. I think it's actually been 2005 to 19, so almost like 14 years. Yeah. So. So do you think they're gonna? I don't. I don't know if this is gonna happen, but do you think they're gonna try and milk this game like they did 15? No, I don't. Not at all. I, I know they didn't gonna... lose nearly as much money on this as they did 15, but... No, it's actually it's the highest-selling game of the year so far, which I was kind of surprised about. That wasn't Jack Quest? What? It was, uh, it was Toho Night. Toho Luna Nights was second, but, you know, what can you do? Deserved every dollar. <laughs> Toho Luna Nights, Anthem, Jack Quest, they're all right up there. Right below DFO. <laughs> that's, making, that's making the money, not the sales. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, but I'm glad to hear it. it was good. I mean, there's been so many good games that came out uh, since we had our last podcast, episode 15, it seems like. Yeah. Okay, it was four months ago, so. Been a lot going on, so I was trying to think of some of the stuff, because I've played several things between now and then, and I'm not really playing anymore, so. 
yeah, so much good stuff. Yeah, well, speaking of good stuff, there is one game that came out just a couple of weeks ago that everybody seems to be talking about, and that's Devil May Cry 5, and I don't blame them one bit. Uh, as a huge fan, I think I, I was probably talking to you about this beforehand, the game, while I was playing it, was so much fun, but it was once I finished it, and I kind of like walked away from it, and I, w- I was outside walking my dog, and I was thinking about the game, and I was like, that game is way more special than what I considered it was while I was playing it. That's the that's the games like anything that that stays with you after you beat it too, and you keep thinking about it. Like those games are rare. When you think back, you're like, man, yes. that was one of those games. Absolutely, like it it almost like ages like a fine wine in your mind a little bit. Now, keep in mind, I've only played through it once. I played through it on normal difficulty, and it was a very good time. I think you know it's it's been getting great reviews from all the publications, all that good stuff. Here's what I want to say about it. I think that those reviews that all the publications are giving it don't do the game justice from a fan point of view. I think as a as a game for the fans, what Capcom did with this game is something very special. And I don't think that a lot of the journalists, even though they say that they're Devil May Cry fans, or they say that they're, you know, fans of any series, I don't think they maybe have enough time or yeah. Whatever. I mean, they have they, they typically just say that stuff. It is. I, I actually think the best review I saw for this game. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, did you see Maximilian's review for it? Yeah. He he described it the best way possible, as he normally does with most things, because he, <laughs> he likes most of the games we do anyway. He was mm, like, true. Devil May Cry five is is just like. Capcom handed us the kitchen sink of the Devil May Cry series. That's what they did. Literally everything we loved from the series, they compacted it into one game and then just gave us another sink. They just put it on top. They're just like, all the expectations that you had before, all the cool moments that happen, we want to give you just like twice as much of it. Even yeah, when you don't even need it. Even though you know that we've done enough, here's more. And it was it was very, very refreshing. <clears throat> I don't know, if are you planning on playing it? I know it's not necessarily your cup of tea, but... I yeah, know. I mean, I've, I've played all of them at this point except two, so I plan on... I probably won't pick it up at full price, because I'm not obviously the huge um, Dante fan that you are. I'm sick of fighting him over his Capcom games, to be honest with you. I don't really like him, but... He's going to have 12 times as many moves if they come oh, out with Marvel 4. God. <laughs> he needs more. Let's give oh, everyone else, cut everyone else's moveset and give him a couple more. Well, he got him in this game. <laughs> like, like literally, like I've played games where they have like a good like curve on like empowering the character, giving you different rewards, things like that, new abilities. Like this game, it's like every mission you get something. You get new stuff in the final mission halfway through it. Good lord! Spoiler alert. I guess I should have said that. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. That's just like yeah. you're gaining abilities and stuff all the way through the game let me let, here's a spoiler alert if nobody wants to to hear this it's, it's of a it's of a certain weapon you get through the game it's towards the end of the game dante gets like all the cool stuff you don't get dante till halfway through the game and he literally has like so many weapons it's ridiculous <laughs> one of the final like one of the first weapons you get is you find like the missile launcher the catalina and you get it in devil may cry 3 it's one of the ladies main weapons super fun i was glad they had it in there right mm-hmm. like Three missions later, uh, you have this character that like makes all these mechanical enhancements for Nero, 
and she she hands you a, another one of these uh, bazookas, and it it's an upgraded version that's like the upgraded version from the one in Devil May Cry Three. It's just a bazooka, and it has like a harpoon launcher on it, and you can kind of like propel yourself towards enemies. I was like, cool, nice nod back to the third one. Yeah, <laughs> Capcom's like, fuck it, you can use both of them at the same time. <laughs> you can dual wield rocket launchers. Nice. Yeah, you can use one, or you can use the other, or you can use both. Heck, we're going to let you strap them on top of each other and just have a laser cannon. That's just one of the moves. You just attach them to each other, and you just do, you can do like a a rail gun, or you can do like a continuous laser beam that just like annihilates things. So you have like the options of Skyrim, but it's actually fun to play? No dragon shouts, and I'm sorry. Do you level your hands? (laughs) Ah. You know, I just re-listened to that episode. Like, yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, no, you don't. You do not level your hands. But Dang you do, you, just throughout the game, you, ha- you get all of these different weapons, and, uh, you, and you use all the currency that you get to buy, like, new combos, new moves for each one of those weapons. And it's just, it's just ridiculous how much detail they actually put into the weapons uh, and, and the different powers. I mean, like, Dante has two different devil trigger forms now, not just one. He's got Good two. Good lord. Yeah. Doesn't need to. And, okay, good lord, it keeps going here. So you know like how he had the style system in 4? Mm-hmm. So you can switch between that and you have all these different weapons. If you beat the game on the hardest difficulty, you can literally have every weapon in the game equipped at one time and cycle through them constantly. Like, normally in the game you can only hold, like, like four projectile and four melee weapons, but now you can have all of them. And Man. The, the combo videos I've seen of people playing this game, it's just, it, it's crazy. Yeah, the game's just bonkers. Like, literally, they were like, ah, somebody's going to want this. Let's There's put it... like, that's what, it seems like one of the few games that's just, like, straight up fun. There aren't a lot of games where just, like, it's just, just straight up fun to play. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And another thing that they did, I I, I know uh, that a lot of people have said, you know, yeah, four is kind of weak in the fact that it's, like, half a game. And I totally agree with that. And I'm oh, sure you yeah, do you do the same thing twice, yeah. Yeah. And four also had... And even some of the other games before that, three, even one did. They have some of these like these puzzle mechanics that I like don't need to be in there. They're not yeah. really fun. This game really doesn't. It's just you like walking between different uh, arenas, doing your thing. So it's a lot of fun. It takes the kind of just that excess gameplay that Devil May Cry does not need, and it just it just dials it up to forty. So this make you like as cool as humanly possible, basically. Honestly, yes. Like, <laughs> like literally the whole time, I'm just like these these characters are just doing way more than I ever anticipated, and and the fact that they have the three main playable characters now, um, Nero's more fun than he was in four. Um, he does more than just his arm. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he's got all those different devil breakers now. He's got like, well, with the DLC, I mean, he can have a Mega Buster. So that's something. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but he has those, and they like, and you can like use them as ammunition. They all have like regular, like default, like mechanics. Like they'll help you, like, oh, you can dash in the air, or they'll like, like shoot like a a fist that'll like home in on enemies and hit them while you're dealing with another enemy. But you can also like, like hold it down, power it up, and it will expend that devil breaker that you use, but it'll use it like in a much more powerful mode. Ah. Um, and also, like, if you take damage while you're using them, they'll break, too. So you kind of have to be careful. It's kind of like an ammo system from Resident Evil, if I dare say. 
But uh, okay. it's a it's a different gameplay mechanic than he did. But he's also got a sword that he revs up and all that different stuff. And then you got V, who's the the most unique, the guy who uses the uh, uh, the panther and like the raven. He kind of he's kind of like a summoner character to a certain extent. Yeah, sends them to attack, and he kind of just your whole goal is to like just dodge attacks. You're too weak to do anything. And you and when you put in button combinations, it tells those two different creatures to do different attacks. And your devil trigger summons in this big like golem dude who does like an ass ton of damage. And the cool thing though is you can't the enemies won't die. You have to finish them off. You literally have to go up to the enemy, stab them with your cane, and do some oh. death death blow to them. So you still have to do stuff, but it's a different kind of gameplay mechanic that while it's not nearly as fun as Nero and Dante, it is cool. And I think that for what it is, they did a really good job and it's definitely unique to the series, but Ooh. you also only have, you don't have, you don't play with him that often. Like there's 20 missions in the game and you play with all three characters throughout. And there are a few missions where you get a pick. So but you, you never, never like, no one ever wears out then it sounds like, <laughs> no, it feels like it's changing up the whole time and it's great. And you and at the same time, you're gaining all those new powers. So it like never gets old. Sweet. There you go. I'm going to check my- that out. I haven't even really looked at many, many videos of it because I just haven't been super interested. And I've been hearing, like you said, that you, know, you were telling me it's awesome. Obviously, Maximilian was saying like it's the, the greatest thing since sliced bread kind of thing. So it's like maybe I need to check this out. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything negative to say about it. Like the like literally, I, I'd be a spoiler. Well, that that's negative in my book because he can suck it. Well, there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's one negative. Spoiler alert, yes, but I think everybody anticipated that he would be in there. I think he was even in one of the trailers, to be honest with you. I think I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, he's definitely in there. I think there and I I think the game is actually set up to I think it'll be getting some DLC and probably additional characters, too. Like the Mega Man stuff DLC, like I saw someone like jumping, like even like jumping like Mega Man with his hands up and the one leg up. And like a mega buster. So uh, with the pre-order DLC, uh, one of the Devil Breakers for Nero is a mega buster. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. And, and, and that's what that is. Ah, cool. Which I didn't pre-order soon enough to get that, but I'm going to go ahead and download that, see how that is, because uh, I like the game so much that I'm like, I want those other five Devil Breakers to play around with. That one <laughs> seems the most interesting. But yeah, that's just that's just another another nod. Capcom, you... You keep doing it, but I think that's a different conversation for a different day. I think so. That's definitely going to be one that's going to be happening here soon. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that pretty much rounds out what I've been playing the last four months. That's been quite a bit. I mean, we've been going for a while here. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. We definitely like sitting down talking about this. This is kind of just a natural conversation for us because we, we haven't really conversed we had, too much. We haven't been able to catch up in a while. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So we just kind of hit record and go for the, for episodes like this. But uh, we like to share it with you guys. We also like to hear what you guys have been playing. Or if you have any opinions on uh, what we've been playing, go ahead and check us out on social media and uh, reach out to us. Yeah, but where can they find us? <laughs> they may need reminding. <laughs> Good old Twitter there where you're at BuckChuckGaming. And uh, you can let us know what you think of the episode or any content you'd like to see here from us. You can go ahead and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. Five stars, hopefully. And uh, let us know any uh, comments or feedback you have for us, too. And we're also, uh, the podcast goes up on SoundCloud, right? SoundCloud, it's up on and SoundCloud, SoundCloud and iTunes. Yep. Nice. You can find it there. 
And uh, you have conversations with us on SoundCloud as well. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they I didn't yeah, realize they, that. Yeah, they can uh, comment and uh, let us know how we're doing over there as well as on Twitter. I think we're probably a little bit more active on Twitter, so that'd be the way to do <laughs> <think> it. So. <laughs> yeah, so good stuff. It's good to be uh, back in the saddle, and we hope to be having at least uh, an episode a week coming up. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> if, if not, you guys could just automatically probably put the blame towards me. <laughs> Chuck just clearly doesn't care about the podcast. Dropping the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's very frustrating. We'll I do apologize. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out yeah, for sure. You've had a lot going on. <laughs> Say it. True. You know, put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Truth. And as always, I'm Chuck. And I'm Buck. And you've been listening to the Buck and Chuck Gaming Connection. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>